and welcome to the Activity Continuous Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Amy. And I'm Megan. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, This week is our last episode where we are covering the Fall River miniseries, which was supposed to be one episode, but this, (laughs) what is this, our fourth? This is the, yes, the fourth. Mm -hmm. Because it's just such, uh, like we've said in all the other three, it's just such a deep dive that, um, so next week we are back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yes. Yes, we are. It's, yeah, it's just, I feel like, like part of me is like, I just don't even want to think about this anymore. But at the same time, this is the good one. You know, Mm -hmm. this is where all the really, Mm -hmm. really good shit comes out. Yeah, this is where good shit, but you know what I mean? Yeah, this is the conclusion. Yeah. So this is where everything comes to a head Mm -hmm. and it's kind of wrapped up. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. thanks for sticking with us. We're almost done, you guys. I wanted to mention while I was editing last week um, that I noticed that sometimes I called Detective Sylvia Silva without the I. And uh, so just on the off chance that here anyone he knows is listening, I just want to apologize that it it, it is Detective Alan Sylvia. And he's totally listening. So we're yeah, really sorry. Totally listening. And he um the I though the when I was I was watching it the last episode again today just to mm-hmm. like put the finishing touches on on my notes. And every time they mentioned his name, I looked up and you know, because I have the closed captioning on because I'm old and need extra um, right. No, I pay attention. I am not even old and not that you're old, <laughs> but I don't know. We've had this conversation. How yeah. does anybody watch a show without closed captioning? I know. Anymore? I don't know who any of the characters are unless I'm reading their names. I know it's but, it's insane. Yeah. Like I got it from True Crime Obsessed. Uh, Jillian watches everything with uh, captions, and now I do too. Yeah, like I can't I, watch I totally it. Totally do. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I noticed that in the show, whoever wrote the captions spelled his name with and without the I <gasps> at the end. So I think that's where I got a little confused. Also, um, in the last episode, there's a character <laughs> they're real people um but there's a woman named leah johnson and at one point i called her leah chase no idea why that happened but leah chase i'm like what that name sounds right how do, uh, why is that not right and i googled her and she's a famous chef so oh um, that's probably where i heard of her before probably. i want to say she's in new orleans so um yeah so oopsie maybe she knows joey um from obsessed with disappeared because he's from new orleans too oh perhaps they probably they, i mean everybody from new orleans knows each other i'm sure i'm sure. just like everybody from minnesota knows each other yeah. yeah speaking of minnesota those of you who don't live here uh we had some shit falling from the sky um, today. It, it the roads were awful that's what i heard i didn't they leave were the house so like my commute normally takes me like 15 minutes on a bad day. It took me 45 today. Wow. I go like 10 miles. Wow. I didn't realize you were that close. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm only, I, I, um, I clocked it and I'm four miles from when I get on the interstate to my exit. Wow. It's really nice. That's a nice, that's a nice commute. Oh my God. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. My commute's great too, but luckily I don't have to go in every single day. And we were we were going to be in the office today, but then we decided not to, you know, last week we decided mm-hmm. we didn't really need to. And so I just got to roll out of bed and come downstairs. But um, but my 
coworker had to drive in. And she said she spun out a couple of times. There were accidents left and right. I mean, because people forget, like, I know you forget how to drive. And I I just, you know, it's always, it's slippery. Yeah. I was dropping uh, my son off at daycare today and slid right past to their house because it was so icy. I was just like, there it goes. And there we go. (laughs) So I backed up and I brought him in and I was like, did you guys watch me slide past? And they're like, we sure did. (laughs) We sure they were like, <laughs> Megan goes Hi Megan. Bye Megan. Bye Megan. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I yeah, um, I'm really glad I didn't have to drive today. But yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to stop out. tomorrow, right? Yeah. It's supposed I, to, it's rain, supposed, it's, snow through tomorrow. Uh I shoveled tonight and it had stopped already. Okay. I volunteered for shoveling because it was a workout and I hadn't worked out at lunch today. So oh. Good. Yeah. I, I did not. Yeah. But, um, Greg hasn't shoveled either. So it's nobody just shoveled. Piling up. Yeah. That's fine. So. It'll melt. Honestly, it'll probably melt. You think? Like I don't know. I, I saw something earlier that said it was going to be freezing temperatures tonight. And I'm like, shit, that means that tomorrow it's going to be even more slippery if they don't get out and clear the roads. Well, I will say the plows were really on top of it. Like okay, this good. morning when I slid past my daycare, a plow <laughs> went right after me. And I'm like, you couldn't have gone in front of me. With your freaking, you were thirty seconds early. Person distributor thing. <laughs> yeah, they person. didn't. They don't just have like a person hanging Not out. Not just back. throwing it out <laughs> out the window, <laughs> like a flower girl, but with salt. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No, they don't have that. Yeah, um, it was dreadful today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, um, my city is pretty good at putting down some salt and shit before mm-hmm. it happens, but they didn't do that this time. Did we even and know? It was, I was like completely surprised. This I morning. was taken by surprise, but Greg's like, it's, they've been talking about it for days, but. Okay. But they talk about snow all the time and nine times out of 10, it never mm-hmm. snows. So. Yeah. I just, I have not been paying attention to weather forecasts and stuff. I haven't watched yeah. the news in months. And I can't. It's just, so. it's all depressing. Like I, I don't want to watch the news. No, thank you. I know. I used to watch the news a lot. I but can't anymore. I just haven't watched it in a while. What's I still get news updates on my phone. So I know like gen- in general what's going on. But um, but yeah, I can't. I don't just sit and watch two and a half hours of news like I used to. Um, I get all my news the way God intended through TikTok. Gotcha. Okay. So yep. that's all I need to know. Cool. If it's not on TikTok, it didn't happen. Right. I okay. don't like the rules. You guys just follow them. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. God bless TikTok. All right. So yeah, we are super eager to get back to the dead files. Yes, we miss, I miss watching them. those. I know every time I turn on the TV and I'm like, what should I watch? I'm like, I really want to watch a dead files episode. You know, it used to be like, I had to watch them for this. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but I want to watch this dumb rom-com or something instead. <laughs> um, but now I, I want to watch them, but I don't want to watch them now until I'm mm-hmm. ready to start yeah, taking them notes. again because yep. I have to take notes and all that. Yep. So, yeah. But speaking of, I did watch a really cute show. Okay. Called, uh, it was, a, sorry, a movie. Mm-hmm. And it was called Look Both Ways on okay. Netflix. It's it's a story about a, a young girl. She's just uh, finishing up college and she has a one night stand with her best friend. Mm-hmm. And in one, it's it's like a sliding doors, like parallel oh, universe. Yep, yep, so yep. in one 
side of the story, she is pregnant. And on mm-hmm. the other side of the story, she is not. Mm-hmm. And it's how she, how her life veers yep. on those two paths. Mm-hmm. And I love those kind of things. Yeah. And it was really cute. Oh, it was good. really cute. It was funny. The acting was good. The good. main girl looks a lot like Brittany Murphy. Oh, nice. Do you know which one she is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's all okay. I might have to check that out. Yeah. You'll have to, you'll like it. I think it's really cute. Yeah. It's not just cutesy, you know, I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, there's like some merit to it. And Luke Wilson plays her dad and the woman that plays her mom. Yeah. He was great in it. He was so sweet. So cute. And the woman that plays her mom, her name is Andrea Savage. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if I've told you about this before. I don't think I have on the show, but maybe separately I have. IRL. (laughs) <laughs> IRL. Uh, we do talk in real life sometimes, <laughs> uh, not as often as we do here. But, um, but she has a show on Hulu. I think it's a sitcom. Well, it's mm-hmm. sort of a sitcom um, that I've just ha- happened upon and fell in love with it. Binge the whole thing in like three days, and then I cried because it was over. Oh. Um, but really, really good show. So I yeah. can't remember what her show's called, but it's Andrea Savage. Anyway. Someone's probably Amy shouting at us right now the name yeah. of it. Yeah, probably. It's probably called Savage or something like that. <laughs> or Andrea. Or Andrea. <laughs> Andrea's show. The Andrea show. Yeah. The Andrea show. But That's anyway. what it should be called if it's yeah, not. it should be because she's excellent. She's amazing. I'll, nice. I'll put links in the show notes. But anyway, that's my, yeah. that's my uh, suggestion for okay. TV today if you're what am watch I? something else. I've just been watching Hallmark movies and crafting. Yeah. I saw the stupidest one last night. I had to turn okay. it off. I had to turn. Oh. I'm like, this is terrible. Not good, and stupid? Not good. Oh. No. The, and it had Tia Maori in it. And yeah. it was just, the acting was horrible, which for a Hallmark <laughs> movie, that, you know, that's, that's really bad. saying something. Yeah. And like her love interest was like, like had no depth to him. Just, are wow. you acting or like, <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. Are you a cardboard cutout? Yes, basically. <laughs> with with uh, cotton balls taped to yeah. your shoes? <laughs> oh, Lord. Nope, we didn't have any of those. But it was, it was, he was really cute too, but he was just the worst actor. So I'm, oh. I had to turn it off. I'm like, I can't, you guys, I can't, Tia. So <laughs> sister, sister, this is not. Um, I saw one with her last year. I saw one that she was in. And it was okay. Mm-hmm. So it was must it the gingerbread house? Because this one was terrible. I don't think so. He's an architect and she has to build this life-size gingerbread house for her firm. And the baker that she was partnering with, of course, gets stolen by the competition. And she don't meets the baker they hire because he puts down a cake for their holiday party and smears icing on her drawings. And then it's just the dumbest, dumbity, It sounds dumb, like you dumb. watched quite a bit of it. I did because I, I was crafting and I'm like, whatever. I don't want to waste time, you know, finding another one. So I'll give right. it. A, I, I probably watched like seven eighths of it. Like I probably stopped it right before they finished. But I'm just like, this is dreadfully awful. Yeah. So some of them are bad. I did watch the cutest one the other day called Falling in Falling for Vermont about this author who wakes up. She gets in an accident and wakes up with amnesia and she falls in love, shocker, uh, <laughs> with the guy who is shocker, a widow with two kids. Isn't that what always happens? Oh my God. It was so cute. Oh my God. I'll have to look for that one. Um that I know, reminds plot me. Twist, he wasn't our high school sweetheart, though. So oh, oh, okay. there's that. Okay. 
That reminds you what? Um, that I watched the Lindsay Lohan one on <gasps> Netflix. That looks so cute. It is cute. And it's very similar. It's amnesia. Okay. And then she falls okay. for the guy that has a little kid. He's a single guy. Is he a doctor? Uh, no, he runs oh, an inn. this one was a doctor. Yeah. I really hope Lindsay gets her stuff together because she was adorable. I know. I know. It was really... It was really fun to see her good. looking good and healthy, and um, and and then the at the if you watch it, stick around to the very end because after the credits or like mm-hmm. during the credits, they show outtakes, and oh, so I love it it's really cute because that you can see like she didn't just show up on set and act like a diva and yeah. leave. You know, she's like joking around with the little girl and stuff. And, and it's, it's really, maybe it's all acted. Who knows? Yeah. But, um, but it was really not. cute. Yeah. Good. It, it yeah. was cute. She, I really liked I mean, it. she was so like mean girls mm. and the parent trap and just so cute. I love mean girls. So oh, much. who doesn't, who doesn't. So all right. Good. We should probably get into yeah. this or well, we yeah, I swear story. you guys, we do talk in real life more than this. <laughs> You know, based off of this, you think we never talked ever, but. right? Well, we we mostly talk on text because I'm I'm not a phone call person. Oh God, I and think we I've don't... literally called you like three times yeah. in like the nine years we've been. Friends. I know, I know. I'm getting better, like because at work I have to call a lot. Yeah. I have to like call and place orders and stuff, and so and every day I if I don't go into the office, I call the girl I work with mm-hmm. and we talk, which is great. I It's fun talking to her, but every day um, I'm calling you. <laughs> and then my mom needs to be called all the time. Cause yeah. she can never remember. How's how she to, doing? She's fine. She how's can never she? remember how to text versus message versus back and forth. And <laughs> so I'm like, just call me. Fine, I'll deal with it. But, um, but yeah. So like when we're on break, uh-huh. You know, from the show, we could just do Zooms like this and just chat about shit and put those up if anybody we should. wants to Honestly, see them. We should, honestly, we Then we don't I have do... any work to do, you know? We don't have to, like, you know, do notes but, and all that kind of and stuff. And I do feel like we should just to release stuff. Like, yeah. I was thinking about that. I don't want to go that long without releasing I don't stuff. either. I don't either. Okay, so the last thing I want to say, the partner, promo partner this week is still Hello Poland. Um and I listened to a couple of episodes, and it's really a good show. The woman, okay. like I said, she's from South Africa, so she's got this beautiful accent. Oh, I love it. I listened to an episode where she was talking to her American friend and playing Polish music for him and then saying, like, what do you think this song is about? And he's like, "Um, I don't know. It's about baking biscuits or something. And then she's like, <laughs> nope, it's about murder or whatever, you know? <laughs> and so that was really fun. Um. I would not recommend the other one I listened to that was about demonic possession Mm -mm. because I mean, I would recommend it to other people, but not to you, not to me because it even gave me the creeps. So I don't like um, it and I don't scare easily. No, Uh, you don't. She had, she had like spooky music and her voice and all that. It was just, it was, it was really good. So check out that podcast. Uh, You should be able to hear the trailer during this episode. Okay. Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. So... 
Let's jump right in. All right. All the warnings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Content warning. Everything. As we said before. Although, you know, we're not, we're, like we said, we're not really going to talk about, we're not going to get too into it. But no. there, there are some gross things that, that I will yeah. be mentioning. Okay. Okay. So recap, everybody in the show is a liar. And <laughs> in case you've forgotten. You're caught up. <laughs> yeah. Don't believe a word anybody says. Anybody says, honestly, nobody, because they all, even if you're like, well, what about this person? No, probably not. Just trust us on this. I mean, not necessarily the talking head people. Not, I mean, maybe some of them do too. Um, Certainly some of them. I would say, like, maybe the reporters don't. Yeah. But everybody else probably does. I think the. PI is on the up and up, and I think uh, um, Chris, I do yeah. love him. Yeah, he's cool. He's the one that about the chicken soup yeah. at six thirty, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, oh, and Andy, uh, just to remind everybody, um, Andy. So they recap the stuff about Andy and how he's uh, raping little girls and molesting little girls, but the police didn't care because mm-hmm. they were just trying to catch a murder because murders the or solve a murder because murders the only. Crime that matters, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So So if you weren't pissed off enough already, they do recap all that stuff um, in the beginning of this episode. This is episode four called Into Mm -hmm. Hell. Yep. So this is the last episode in the series. Yep. It's a four-part series. I recommend watching it. I really do. Yeah. It is so good. It's good, but it's real real tough. It is. It's really, really, really hard because so many... I mean, like we've talked about, you know, Robin was fucked for yeah. life. Yeah. Because everybody who was supposed to protect these girls mm-hmm. failed. Yeah. So it's yeah. tough, but it's it good. Is. It is. So um, one of the things in the beginning where they're, as they're kind of recapping, is they show Robin at her parole hearing and she was asked, how do we know what is the truth today? And she says, I don't think you do. I don't think you do, Robin. I don't think she does. But yeah, I don't think she does either because she's been telling stories for so long. that I think she's a pathological liar. And I think she will convince herself that something is the truth. Mm -hmm. Whether it is or not is. It's possible. Yeah. There's one part I thought was funny. Uh, They show Andy's lawyer and he Mm -hmm. says, quote, it does not stand to reason that one 17-year-old woman would be at three separate murders committed by three by separate men at separate times in separate places. What is she, Forrest Gump? (laughs) Just to recap, the lawyer is talking about what the police are saying Mm -hmm. happened and that Carl Drew killed Doreen Levesque, Mm -hmm. Andy Maltese killed Barbara Raposa. Barbara Raposa. And that Carl and Robin killed Karen, Karen. Marsden. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's where he's that's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that's what happened. We're saying that's what the police say happened, right? Or the DA. So oh, that piece of shit DA. Oh my god. So in 2004, Carl's lawyer, whose name is Mike Cutler, he tried for a new trial for the Karen Marsden murder because remember that's really the only one he was he was yep. on on <clears throat> trial for. And convicted, uh, and convicted for, for despite having no evidence. Absolutely no evidence. None. So they were granted an evidentiary hearing. Mm-hmm. 
So Cutler explained that without forensic evidence, which like we said, there was none, you are relying on the credibility of witnesses. So they were bringing back these two women, Carol mm-hmm. Fletcher and Leah Johnson, not mm-hmm. Leah Chase. Um, and <laughs> just to, a sure. refresher on who they are, um, they are, I, they're both sex workers. They both worked for Carl. Leah Johnson was actually the girlfriend of Carl Drew mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. time. And he she's gave the one, her a ring. She's the one that ended up with Karen's ring. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what, in some fucked up logic, linked him to Karen because he could have found that ring anywhere. She could have given mm-hmm. him the ring. She could have given him he the ring. He didn't have to murder her to get that ring. Or he and could have he taken didn't. it before because, yeah. you know, she was, because um, wasn't she the one who was not working for either one of them? No, that was that Doreen. Doreen. That was oh, Doreen. Okay. See, even I get them confused. I know. I know. You know, I'm telling you the only reason I can remember any of this is that I've seen every episode three times. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Carol says that um, it was because they all had criminal backgrounds that the DA and the police were able to threaten them with jail time if they didn't say mm-hmm. what they were told to say. Mm-hmm. And that she, Leah, we already know Robin, all lied at yeah. this trial. Yep. And they then later recanted, said, you know, I wasn't there. This didn't happen. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I lied. And um, I think at the time they didn't say I was forced to lie. I think they just said I lied. And so mm-hmm. then now they're not credible. Yeah. You know? Yep. So they because brought them the all. Yeah. So they brought them all back and, um, and uh, it, yeah, for this, for this trial. So, there's a part where um, Michelle McPhee, she's uh, she's one of the investigative journalists. Mm-hmm. She explains that this is a class issue. This whole this whole trial is a class issue where poor people go to prison. Mm-hmm. They don't have lawyers. They don't have resources. They don't have people fighting for them. They and, don't have the the schooling to really understand right. everything. And Carl mentioned a couple times, like he couldn't read and write, so no, he didn't he know what all these school. documents were. Mm-hmm. He didn't know, and he didn't. He, you know, he never went to school. He didn't understand. He knew the street, and that's all he knew. Yeah. So when people are explaining legal terms to him and stuff, he doesn't know what they're talking he has about. No idea, right? Yeah. And still, he keeps thinking, "I didn't do anything, so mm-hmm. there's no way I'm going down for this." You mm-hmm. know, so poor guy. So, um. She calls this Michelle McPhee. She calls Drew, Carl Drew, a, quote, poor whiskey tango dude with no family. And it was very easy to railroad him into prison. And I was like, whiskey tango? And then I remembered that whiskey tango is one of the things yeah. that it's one of those words that they use to say, like, W yeah, and like, yeah, and T. In um, military. Speak. Yeah. And, and like uh, uh, radio, when they're radioing yep. something. Yep. And you like say like phonetic. Yeah, you're like like that's like B as in boy. Yeah, the so whiskey yep. tango is for WT, and I think she was saying he was white trash. Yeah, I think that's what she was saying. Mm-hmm. So in 2004, they brought all the characters back, and some of them um, were retired. The the police, mm-hmm. and some were not doing well. The sex workers, the uh, mm-hmm. Leah and drug use. Yep, Leah and uh, Carol. They were both quite fragile, and and they do have some audio interviews with these. Ladies, before they brought him back to the trial, yeah, and you can tell they just they They're, sound so tired, yeah, yeah. They just sound like you know they want to just help, no energy, but and um, can you? I just, God. yeah. There's no energy in them. It's rough, yeah. So and um 
Don't do drugs. Right. I mean, how can you avoid it in the 70s when you're a 17-year-old sex sex worker? worker. Right. But so uh, Leah, at one point, Cutler says that Leah even at one point nodded off and fell off her chair. Mm -hmm. So the judge really didn't see her as a very credible witness, which is unfortunate. It is, but I kind of can see his point. Yeah, I know. Or their point, I should say. I shouldn't assume it's a man. That was very sexist. It's a man. I hate it when I'm right. (laughs) It's a man. So um, there's another sit down with the filmmakers and the state trooper, who I think the last name is Fitzgerald. And he's basically asking, like, how on earth could they have killed killed Karen, slit her throat. And this part we didn't talk about before, but he asked this uh, of the guy. So I'm going to say it, but um, the, they alleged that the killers slit her throat and chopped off mm. her head. Mm-hmm. So he's Cause her saying, head was never found. Only right, the, only the part top of her- part of her. Yeah. A top part of her head was found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, he's like, if all of that happened, would there have been blood in the car? Cause all this, you know, this clown yeah. car full of all the bad people in yeah, Fall River. Yeah. Cause in the car you have, Robin, uh-huh. Carl Drew, uh-huh. Carl Davis, uh-huh. Willie Smith, uh-huh. and Carol Fletcher driving. Uh-huh. Yep. So yep. five okay. people. Yeah. Yep. And and Karen. Is that counting Karen? Or is that would that be No, that wasn't counting Karen. So, so six. six people in this car. In this car. Yeah. So um he's asking like the the filmmaker that is, is asking this trooper, he's like, so did you find blood in the car? No, there was no blood in the car. Well, mm-hmm. how could all these people have killed her and, and not no blood? And there's no blood in the car. And he's like, well, they didn't kill her in the car. They killed her outside. And he's like, yeah, but if you are doing all of that to somebody, you're going to have blood all over you. It's going to transfer right. to the car. Yes. You can't and, slit someone's throat. Right. I would assume without getting blood on you. Right. Right. That would be tricky. Yeah. The trooper goes, well, yeah, you're right. And the, Filmmaker goes, well, then the story that is the the party line or whatever, the story the that everyone's the going case. with, yeah. couldn't have been true. And he could see, like, the wheels turning. He just sits there and blinks. <laughs> Put it together. <laughs> Get there faster. Connect the dots. So, you know, he he realizes, you know, the he, he gets the trooper to say yeah, this yeah. could not have been the story basically right. and then um then the filmmaker goes could she have been killed somewhere else and dumped there where yeah. she was found like and he him is alive. adamant that no that's yeah. not possible but he has no no reasoning for that he's got no there's yeah. no reason he's saying it can't be so anyway so then mm-hmm. they go and they show this retired cop paul carey who Who's is chris like wasn't he Chris Hayes' mentor? Yeah, he was. He and Chris Hayes's dad were friends. That's I knew there was Chris so, Hayes' dad in yeah, there somewhere. He is. He's the one that we talked about this last time a little. Yeah. He's the one that when he retired, he took all of the case files for this case and he mm-hmm. brought him to Chris, who was mm-hmm. a PI. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Chris was a PI at the time or if he just became a PI because he was given all this. Um, and Paul Carey brought it to Chris Hayes and said, "We got to." I need your help. We got to mm-hmm. look at all gotta this figure and get this to the out. bottom of this because this is not fucking right. Right. And so then they show Paul Carey and he's being interviewed. He has since passed. Mm-hmm. Recently, I think it yeah. was like 2019 or yeah. something that he passed away. I think it was recent. Yeah. And he said, this is a quote. They know. The state cops know. They know what they did. And they know what the DA wanted. 
they did what they had to do and they're not going to change nothing. They're not going to change their mind about nothing now. Yeah. Because at this point, it's too far gone to to admit that they fucked up mm-hmm. this badly would mean that they ruined at least one person's life. He's exactly. Carl Jew has been in jail for 40 yeah. years yeah. for this crime. Yep. 40 years. Well, and if they've done it to Carl Drew, who, who else, else have they, they done, done it, it to? to? And it, it's like that, um, you know, my favorite, not a murder, uh, I call it not a murder, um, the staircase case mm-hmm. um, where I think she was murdered, but I, I, I don't think she was murdered by Peterson. Michael. Yeah. The blood expert. Yeah. That did, you know, that said it had to have been, you know, he had to have beat her over the head because of the where the blood was in his shorts and all that shit came out that he made that whole thing up, that he's done it time and time again. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of why Michael got another another trial. Yeah. Or a hearing at least. When that happened, then they had to look back and go look at all these other cases that Deaver was mm-hmm. on. And mm-hmm. he fucking did it to all of these. So mm-hmm. now we got to retry all of these cases. I just heard a podcast. I can't remember which one, but this woman had a cadaver dog and this cadaver dog was like the best in the country for finding bodies. And it turns out she was planting body parts for the cadaver dogs to hit on. And she, I mean, this person had solved like solved like Uh hundreds of cases. Oh my and they God. had to go back and look at every single one. Like oh you don't get the, the damage that these people do because they get, you know, fame hungry. Like mm-hmm. I think at the beginning she was doing it for the right reason, mm-hmm. but I don't rem- I'll have to see, remember what, what podcast it was, but I was just like flabbergasted by it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I can see why these guys don't want to admit yeah. that they've done anything wrong because First of all, they'll all lose their jobs if right. they can still have them. Right. And then credibility also, will go. Yep. To credibility. And the then tank. and then possibly all those all those other cases are gonna have to be yeah. retried. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So um uh at this hearing, Cutler was talking about how Robin was called as their witness, but she basically doubled down on her lies and said she she admitted she lied, but she still had it out for Carl and she still mm-hmm. said she believed he was guilty a hundred percent. And that's why she lied. Cause she just wanted him off the street and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yep. So um, Cutler said he believes she wanted he, his territory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she probably didn't want to be, you know, beat up by him anymore either. Cause right. they, they came to fisticuffs a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Cutler believes that he did not have a straight up judge. Mm-hmm. And so the new trial was denied. And the reason was recent testimony is not credible. Mm-hmm. And so basically he is, um, he is not, a, he's, he's out of, out of options. Oh, luck. Yeah. Out of, that was, that was his last. Yeah. That try. was his last try. And um, Carl said that the judge was so quick to rule because he had his mind made up, made up before the hearing even mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cutler says that he even heard that the judge was having lunch with the prosecutor every day to make sure that everything was going according to plan. So, yeah. if that's true, these are people's lives. Like, how can people be so cavalier? I know with other human beings' lives. I know. I'm sure their, I'm sure their justification is the same as Robin's. Mm-hmm. The guy's a shithead. He should mm-hmm. be in prison anyway. Fine, but that's Which, not the way it works, right? Which you, is not wrong like he's not a nice person right and he probably should be in jail he probably should be but in jail. put him in jail for the right reasons right for something he did and and yeah. and actually 
proven, mm-hmm. not just something you made up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is about 17 minutes into this last episode when we get to the really good stuff. Yeah. This is when Sylvia says that Carl's appeals are done now. No judge will give him another shot unless some new evidence arises. Dun, dun, dun. So we teased this a little in the last episode, but we talked mm-hmm. about how Carl Drew was contacted by a man who claimed to have witnessed the murder of Karen yeah. Marston when he was a child. Mm-hmm. And he was like five or six, yeah, I think, is yeah. what he said. He was little. Yep. And Carl says he knew the kid's mother and that the kid was trying to track down his father. He never knew his father, but he said he, the kid found him on Facebook. And I was like, I didn't know you could get on Facebook when you're in prison for murder, but maybe you can. I mean, maybe you can. And so we see this kid who appears to be in his 30s, I would guess, 30s, 40s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if he was five or six yeah. in the 80s, then yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Yep. He wants to remain anonymous, but really all they did is cast a shadow on his eyes. I mean, if you knew him, you'd totally <laughs> yeah. recognize him. Yeah. I mean, oh, for I sure. I could have drawn him and you yeah. know, from what they showed. So I don't think they covered him up very well. But anyway, he says he lived in Harbor Terrace, and that's that building where a lot of these people lived. Yep. He said he lived in the top row, he calls it. I assume that means the top floor. Mm-hmm. He said two doors down from Sunny, Sunny Sparta, who is yep. Robin's friend. And that's she, Sunny had the apartment where all the cops hang out at, yep. where Karen hung out at. Right. Robin hung out at. Right, right. Yeah. So he's right there in the thick yep. of it. And his mom mm-hmm. also was, um, I think I put this down later, but she was also a sex worker and a drug addict. So yeah. she was kind of in that whole crowd. He lived with his mom. Um, she was a single mother. And when she died in 2013, he was cleaning out her apartment <laughs> and <laughs> he found his baby book and in it was a picture of Carl Drew. And it also noted that he was the first person to come and see him in the hospital when he was born. So mm-hmm. this guy puts it together. is like, I think Carl Drew might be my dad. Yep. So he contacts Carl Drew. And then I thought this was funny. They have a voiceover of Carl and he goes, like he doesn't know he's not really sure if he's a father but he could be he goes i did bang his mother and all that stuff oh my god <laughs> carl's a gem i'm telling you he's a gentleman i think is what you mean to say <laughs> that's what i mean yeah yeah there was a police file that mm-hmm. they showed on the screen and i froze of it of course and yep. then i wrote down everything that was on it but it was basically about when Karen went missing, mm-hmm. and this is a report of when the kid's mother called the police Okay, to say, my son said, blah, blah, blah. And it says that the caller indicated that she'd known Robin for about five years, mm-hmm. and that she is sure that the person responsible for several unreported, and then it was redacted, is mm-hmm. Robin Murphy and Andy Maltese. Mm-hmm. And then it had her name in there, which I'm not going to say, but because mm-hmm. that would give away the kid, but it had her name in there, which I thought was weird. Um, it says that she has no concrete evidence, but told us that, uh, told us all a vision she discovered that Karen Marsden was dead and that her body is either in an abandoned building or in a well location in the reservation. Her vision did not s- depict a specific area. She also told us that some unknown male helped Robin murder Mrs. Mar- Ms. Marston. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm looking at this again, I don't think that is the kid's mother that said all that. I think that's yeah. just a lady that did that the- lived in the apartment yeah, complex. I think yeah, so. yeah. So anyway, it doesn't make sense that they would that they would 
keep him anonymous, but then say his mother's name. Yeah. And also that it wouldn't make any sense for this person to say, I had a vision when mm-hmm. what she's really reporting is that her kid right. saw something. Her kid so, told her. Yeah. So anyway, this person, this person who saw the, the vision, she said that Sonny Sparta uh, was a godparent of her young son. And that the reason Robin committed the crime was so that she could shed a shadow of a doubt on Carl Drew for the murders Robin and Andy committed, including Doreen Levesque and Barbara Raposa. Mm-hmm. And um, then there was some other stuff that was hard to read and was crossed off. So, but anyway, so -hmm. the kid says his mother was a drug addict and a prostitute, his word. And he witnessed a lot of fighting. There was a lot of turmoil. Yeah. Well, there's going going to be in that world. I mean, that's just the way it is. There's always lots of yelling and screaming and commotion. Um, He said he started acting up at school and they put him in a special needs class, which I wrote (laughs) apropos of nothing because um, I don't know what that had to do with anything. Yeah, it it didn't need to be. I think it was just showing that he started acting out because of his life. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he he says he told his mother that he saw these people up on the roof killing a girl. The director asks, "Who are the three people you saw?" And he says he's pretty sure one of them was Robin. Mm-hmm. He is one hundred percent sure the other two were Sonny Sparta and Carl Davis. Not yeah, Carl Drew. Not Carl Drew. He said he saw a lot of yelling, screaming, and crying. He doesn't remember how he got up there. When asked if he saw Karen, he said it was kind of a blur, but he thinks so, and she she would have been dead mm-hmm. when he saw her. He knows that he saw Carl Davis pulling a woman away from someone else, and he thinks mm-hmm. it was Car- uh, Robin that was being pulled off of Karen. Okay. So... I don't know. I mean, if if this kid is Carl's son, then of course he's going to say that it wasn't right. Him. Right. There is that. Um, so, so I mean, it's yeah, it's a new theory, but it's tainted. All of the stories in this, I know, are tainted. Yeah, by the fact that everybody was either, either on drugs or five years old. Yeah, or on <laughs> so, drugs or lying. Yeah. Or a child. Yeah. Or you have some other motive. Yeah. Yeah. So then we see a scene where um, James Buddy Day, he's the director of the film. Mm -hmm. He's talking to Carl on the phone and he's telling him his theories after talking to, I'm going to call him the kid, the witness. Mm -hmm. He says that he does accept that the kid uh, has a reason to protect Carl, seeing as he could be his father. But he doesn't really think that's what's happening. He spent time with the guy, took him out to lunch. He con- he confirmed his identity, and he he doesn't, doesn't think the guy's doesn't lying. think that's what's happening, or doesn't want that to be what's yeah, happening. It could be, yeah. I mean, every documentary that's about, like even the staircase, even you know, yeah, or even. I didn't think it was one sided. It took me a long time to decide if I thought Peterson was guilty or not. But mm-hmm. people who think he's guilty are like, that was so one sided. But I don't see it that way. But anyway, yeah. So uh, James Buddy Day floats his theory. That is that, okay, so Doreen was murdered and then Barbara was murdered. And these two, the MOs were the same mm-hmm. hands yep. tied, heads crushed, crushed by, by rocks, rocks yep. posed sexually. And then they go back to Chris Hayes and he says, that these look like the work of a male serial killer. Mm-hmm. And then James says that Robin has had two different, Robin has said that two different people committed these murders, murders that Carl killed Doreen 
because that's what Karen told her. Yep. And that Andy killed Barbara. Mm -hmm. And James thinks that Andy killed both Doreen and Barbara. And he floats this to the state trooper in another episode um, who agrees that that's really strange. Like the coincidences. Yeah. Why didn't we think of that? So yeah, he, he shows a map and he's like, he shows where Doreen was killed and he shows where Barbara was killed mm-hmm. six miles apart from each other, directly in the center of that is where Andy Andy's lives. House. Yep. yep. So Carl says he never met Andy until he was in Walpole State Prison, which is one of the toughest joints in Massachusetts at the time. But I'm not really sure. And I still couldn't figure this out. Um, my newspapers.com subscription ran out because I didn't want to pay for it if I wasn't going to use it. And then I wanted to use it today. Um, but I <laughs> always the case. Well, I was confused. Yeah, I know. I was confused because Carl was in prison. Mm-hmm. Andy went to the uh, earlier on in one of the earlier episodes, they said when Andy was convicted of Barbara Pose's murder, mm-hmm. he was sentenced to Life in prison, however, he didn't go to a prison. mental hospital. He went to a mental hospital where he died. But didn't they say that he had com- he was in prison earlier for something? He was, but that was in 1957. Oh, yeah. And Carl, Carl would have been too young. Too he, young. He, yeah. And, and also Carl said that he met him just before he died. And he died after he had been yeah, yeah, yeah. convicted of Barbara's murder. So anyway, Carl says that Andy was his own worst enemy because he was a blabbering idiot and he liked to agitate people. Um, James says that the police knew that Andy had a criminal background very similar to these murders. You know, when he was, I think we talk about this again here, but um, yes, we do. Okay. So Andy, now we're going to look at his, uh, his funny daughter again. Um, She says when she heard that he had a criminal past, and then he was raping kids. Uh, she was going to research it. And she researched it by calling her Mammy. Uh-huh. Uh, because she, uh, oh, I, I noted because in, in her world, moms don't lie. Yeah. You know, even about their pedophile, pedophile sons. sons. Yep. So um, she said her, her mom, though, came through and told her that when she met her dad, Andy, he mm-hmm. was just coming out of jail on a rape charge. And that would have been, you know, that was 1957 mm-hmm. that he was arrested for that. Yep. I don't know how yep. long he served. I thought they said five years, okay. but I could just be pulling that out of my ass. Yep. That could be. I mean, it could be right too. So yeah, we mentioned this last time, but as a refresher, Andy was arrested in the Freetown, Freetown State Forest in 1957 for picking up girls from a junior high yeah. in Fall River, taking them to the park and raping them. Yep. And I noticed this- he raped Robin and mm-hmm. he raped her friend. Her, um, I think her name was Catherine. Yep. Yep. So one of the former officers, a female officer um, in town says that she things just fell through the cracks. Things get missed. Okay, but I feel like fall, things falling through the cracks should be like, you know, maybe a burglary of at the, the convenience store yeah. or somebody stole a T-shirt from Walmart. Like it shouldn't be the raping of little girls. Exactly. So James, now this is the filmmaker, explains more about his theory. The girls were all tied with what they called white twisted tine, twine, mm-hmm. white twisted twine. <laughs> 
That's a, three times fast. That's a, a tongue twister. White twisted twine, which is white fishing line. And I felt like twine and fishing line were very yeah. different things. And so I looked it up. The fishing line that you and I know of here mm-hmm. in Minnesota is not the same thing. Oh. I think this is more like, um, you know, they're like in, nets. Yeah, it might be more like uh, sea fisher, you know, sea oh, as opposed yeah. to lake, lake fishing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I looked it up and I put a picture in the yep. thing. You can see it. And so it's, I've seen this stuff before. It's white and it's kind of shiny and it's braided. Mm. Yep, but it's still it really too. skinny. And it's really smooth when you yep. feel it, like very silky. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, apparently Andy had some of that in the trunk of his car. It was mm-hmm. part of his bag of tricks that we talked about before that included rope, handcuffs, and vibrators. Yeah. James also says that he spoke to one of Andy's victims who got away and that he tied her up like that with the fishing line. And then mm-hmm. we go back to Catherine, who you just mentioned in a minute ago. Mm-hmm. She's the one who accepted a ride home from Andy and he raped her. Uh, and yep. then the, with the puppies and all that. Yep. Yep. She said she remembers that he had a freshwater fishing pole mm-hmm. and in his car. And yep. she said he would also tie her up. He'd tie her wrists to her ankles. James says that another reason for it to be Andy is that he was really vocal about saying it was Carl. And uh, mm-hmm. he believes it was in a, you know, attempt Plus, he kept Carl. calling the police and trying yeah. to figure out what they knew. Yep. Like serial killer 101. I know. I know. He's like, hey, do you guys know about this guy named Carl Drew? Yeah. I think he did it. He's a real Inserting asshole. Inserting himself into the case. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, okay. I get that it was 1980 and that they didn't have 40 years worth yes. of these kinds of things happening over and I over again. It. Now we're looking back at it this many years later and we're like, yeah, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe in Fall River it didn't happen all the yeah, time. That's true. But still. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so back to the state trooper. He tells about a time Andy was brought in because he said he had info on Doreen's murder. Mm -hmm. So they brought him there to the state police. They had to like sneak him in the back room or something or back door. And then when he got there, he said he didn't have any info. He just wanted to He just liked to be a center of attention. Yeah, yeah. Classic narcissist. Right. There's a lot of that going on in this town. Mm Mm-hmm. So uh, the filmmaker asked the trooper if Andy was a suspect at the time. And he said, yes. But then Andy brought in Robin and Karen, who both both said that Carl Drew did it. Yeah. So I'm seeing that at least that it started that it was Andy that made Robin and Karen start to frame. Say what they were saying. Carl. Yep. And then the DA and the rest of those guys just were like, hey, that sounds good. Let's go with that. Yeah. And I mean, he had the leverage, you know, he told Catherine he was going to kill her family. Yeah. If she ratted him out. So right. I'm sure he used that same mentality. Well, he did with um, with Karen, mm-hmm. you know, because he he she said she was afraid of Carl. Mm-hmm. But well, we're going to find this out in a little bit, but. Uh, well, we'll get there. I, I don't okay. want to say it because then I'll end up having to say it again and I'll be all confused. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, James again says that Karen talked a lot about being at Doreen's murder, but never said who was there, never said who mm-hmm. did it. And mm-hmm. Carol also reiterated that. Karen's grandmother told police that Andy, not Carl, had threatened Karen before she was killed and told the grandmother that he thought he might be arrested for Barbara's murder. And if that happened, Karen's safety was in jeopardy. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay. So Andy was arrested February 7th, 1980. Karen had gone missing February 8th. So everyone thought Andy couldn't have killed her because he was in jail. But, but yeah, yeah, James, the filmmaker, he found out um, that Andy's lawyer had actually arranged for bail. Mm -hmm. And Andy was released from jail the day that she was murdered, the day she went missing. Just Um, hours before she went missing. Before, yep. Just hours before when they believe the murder took place. So then James goes on to say that while we don't have Karen's whole remains, we have her skull. And it shows Mm -hmm. that the upper left part of her forehead was crushed just like everyone else. Yep. So the witness on the roof claims that he is 100% sure that Carl Drew was not on the roof. He is not 100% sure about Robin being there, but he's pretty sure. And then uh, James talks about how he's been trying to get Robin to talk on camera and that he's going to tell her all this and see what she says. And then he tells Carl that he's going to get this to someone who can help clear Carl's name. And I believe mm-hmm. he's re- referencing the Innocence Mission. Yep. Innocence. Yep. Project. Right? Project. Innocence Project. Yeah. Innocence Mission is a band from the 80s. <laughs> um, Innocence Project. So, uh, and this is this is where it gets exciting. We get we see them setting up to interview Robin on camera this time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, James asks about Andy and how they met, and she said he gave her a ride during a snowstorm, but she doesn't want to talk about any more of that. She asks him to Which just if we could just move I get. on. Yeah, because that was her he first, started molesting her. her first big trauma, or at least yeah, one, one of, of them. The first, well, no, yeah. her first big trauma was her brother raping her. Yeah, well, we don't know how when that happened. I guess it could have happened before. Well, true, could yeah. have happened before Andy. It could have, yeah, because sure. she was eleven then. So yeah, jeez. So I know James asks if she knew Andy had been to prison before this, and she seems really surprised. And she mm-hmm. says, "What? I no, I've never heard about that before this moment." <laughs> She says she never suspected him for the Doreen murder. But then James pulls out a case file slash police report where she explains that she talked about Andy being with Doreen and that she thinks Andy killed her. <laughs> so he catches her He's in basically a basically like, um, but ma'am, here's what you said. And he shows her the report. And mm-hmm. I paused it <laughs> and wrote down what it said. Mm-hmm. And it said that they spoke to Robin's mother and her boyfriend, Richard Guinan. And police asked them to remember anything that Robin told them about Karen. They said the night after Karen went missing, Robin told her that, told her mother and Richard that Andy had killed the girl that was found under the Diamond High School bleachers, which is Doreen. Yep. She told them that Andy had picked up Doreen at Pigeon's Cafe and then killed her. And because she was extremely upset, her mom and mom's boyfriend didn't uh, ask her any more questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Robin said that Robin in nowadays. Uh, faced with Present that. Robin. Yes. She says uh, she might have felt that way at the time. And then she said something weird. Like she said, and this isn't a quote, but it's it's close. She said a lot of strange things were happening around that time and that she did her best to sort out what was real and what was scare tactics. Interesting. And then she said, well, it was 40 years ago and I just don't remember all the details. Mm-hmm. Which that's fair. I mean, that's fair. So James tells her, Robin, that he thinks that Andy killed Doreen. And she said, that's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah, anything's possible, Robin. (laughs) So she notes that Doreen and Barbara were killed very similarly. She's like, yeah, I guess I can see that. Mm -hmm. She said when Barbara was missing, Andy asked her if she'd seen her. 
and told her all about this dream. Yeah, that and he had where he saw her body lifted by, flo- angels. by angels. Yeah. Yep. So he told her he told her that Barbara was dead, tied up, and bludgeoned with a rock. And she said he knew everything before they found her. Everything. Because he killed her. Because he killed her, of course. So James brings up the time Andy took her and Karen to the police station. And she says she thought they were going for one reason, but it but it was something else. And it was really odd. And they never asked her what she meant by that. Mm-hmm. Or if they did, they didn't show it. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's possible. They, she just said, oh. Um, I think what she was referring to is the first time that uh, Andy brought the two of them in, and mm-hmm. that's when they told the state trooper that yeah, it was they were, Carl. It was Carl. They yep. were starting to frame Carl. Yeah. So um, James tells her about the threat made to Karen's grandma, and she acts shocked. <laughs> what? But I, it looked I fake to me. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, it was goodness. a surprise to me. I was so turned page shocked. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Uh, it, I wasn't buying that one. Mm-mm. I don't so, buy anything she says, though, to yeah. be fair. Like, I know, and I, I, wa- I feel so bad for her that I... I do. I but, want to believe her, mm-hmm. but I just don't. And at this point, like I said earlier, I don't know if she believes all the lies. I don't know if it's, you know, a, a, a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But all I know is I, I don't believe her. Yeah, it's hard. It's really it hard. I wish there was some way that she could tell the absolute honest to God fucking truth mm-hmm. without having any repercussions. Mm-hmm. And we could just finally know what was really happening. Right. Right. But anyway. So um, he, the filmmaker, asked her about Andy and Karen's relationship. And she says she didn't know how they knew each other, but that when she was in the hospital, and she mentioned there was many times she was in the Mm -hmm. hospital, and they never talked about what that was all about. I would assume it's for getting into fights or getting beaten up. Yeah. I mean, she was a sex worker. Drug overdoses. or Drug overdose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she lived a rough life, so I'm assuming it's at least sometimes probably for fighting that or getting be. beat up. Yeah. Yeah. But she says that one of those times Karen and Andy came in together to visit her and she was curious why they were together. Right. She asked and Karen said, Oh, he just gave me a ride. <laughs> and I'm like, I put in my notes. Don't ever use Andy's ride service. No. Cause that's just, that's mm-hmm. use Lyft or Uber. Yeah. Not Andy's. Right. So now the best part uh, James is about to ask her about the kid, the witness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she says she remembers him. And she remembers his pajamas, and she said he was knee high to a grasshopper. <laughs> Little baby, I know. Um, James tells her that he was on the roof of that the kid was on the roof of Harbor Terrace and saw her arguing, her Karen, Sonny, and Carl Davis. Mm-hmm. And this is where she's doing that kind of weird smirking and blinking a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was like, is that like a tell? Is that her tell? Yeah. yeah. And she stops him and says, I, I want to stop you. I want to ask you a question before you go any further. How old was he? And she th- this is how she said it. This is the I quoted this because it was so odd. Quote, his age now versus his age in February of 1980, is he old enough to be up on a roof? And James answers, well, he would have been extremely young. Mm -hmm. I get what she's saying. She's like, you met him. 
Yeah. And how old he is now. Right. Subtract that from 1980. I, but it was just a weird way but to say. But the thing is, yeah. even if he's not old enough to be up on a roof, some his mom was a sex worker and a drug addict. She was not like she was watching him every it's second. It's not like she was sitting there going, okay, kid, did you eat your veggies? <laughs> yeah. Okay, time to go to bed. Right. You know, like, so just he probably he wandered off a lot. Yeah. Just because he wasn't old enough to to not be on the roof doesn't yeah. mean he wasn't up there. Right. Right. Kids go places they're not supposed to go all the time. Constantly. They Like, four and below, I swear to God, they just have a death wish. Like, anything <laughs> to kill them they want to do. Uh-huh. So yeah. that was a dumb question on her part yeah. in my mind. Yeah. But so when he says that he the kid was extremely young, she just kind of does that weird smirk again. And then she goes, mm-hmm. it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. And yeah. I put in my notes and now he's dead. But I was just kidding. <laughs> he's not dead. No. But yeah. No. I mean, I don't think he is. Yeah. I just meant like. Right. Like she killed Karen him. put a hit on him. <laughs> yeah. She says that that's why she asked because she remembers him being really small. And then she says she's never been on the roof of okay. Arbor Terrace. Which I find to believe a total bullshit. Lie. I know. I know. Never. I would assume that given that it was the 70s, 80s, they probably had parties on the roof yeah, all the time. Probably did. All the time. Yeah. She does this thing that you you see liars do all the time where they try to throw in a lot of detail. Yep. And so she's like, I was here at one time, and then I got some weed from a lady over on the second floor one time, and then uh, Carol lived over there. And I'm like, it's too many details. Mm-hmm. We already know you're lying. Mm-hmm. And then she says, quote, I'm not into closets and rooftops and basements. And I'm like, nobody no mentioned nobody no. mentioned basements or closets. But now that you have, like, let's I have some that. questions. Yeah. What happened in... Closets and basements. Yeah. Robin. I know. So yeah. then she brings out the old chestnut. I told a lot of lies a long time ago, and I don't tell stories anymore. Right. Right. Sure. Sure. You don't. Swear she's telling wink. the truth. Yep. Wink. Wink. So um, James then also tells her about how Andy was free the night of Karen's murder. I know how you'd gotten out of prison. Yep. And she says she didn't know that either. She said, you're actually oh. blowing my mind with all of this information. Wow. It's possible she didn't know that. I mean- even the cops didn't know that. Some uh-huh. of them. Yeah. So then James throws her a bone by saying that Andy traumatized her. He he thinks, is it possible that Andy traumatized her into thinking that she was complicit in what she was doing? And she says, yes, that's possible. And then I'm like, but wait a minute. A minute ago, she said she didn't think he was guilty yeah. of the murders. <laughs> right. So which is it? Like. Within the span of one interview, you're contradicting yourself left and and right. Maybe he convinced her. Maybe he changed her mind. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But this part is really gross. But she says before he passed away, Andy, he sent her a letter saying that he only tried to make a woman out of her. Gross. She was 11 years old. She was a child. Yeah. She was a child. He was what? In his 30s? 40s? At 11, he would have been in his 30s. Because at Barbara's at the time of Barbara's murder, he was forty two. So I hope he's in hell. Yep, burning. Hope is hope his penis is burning <laughs> on fire twenty four seven. Oh, she was a baby. I know. She was a little girl. Hideous. And he had a daughter. I know. Like, I know. I wonder- not that. I mean, not that that should you know. Not that not having a daughter justifies it, but like. 
No, but you would think like I wouldn't want anything happening to my daughter. Like yeah. the way the way his daughter tells it, they were best friends. Yeah. So how? What if someone said to him, and "How would knows? you feel if somebody was doing that to your daughter?" What if he was doing it to her? He could have been too. Yep, he could have been too. And you know, she's just in this denial world yeah. that either she's completely blocked it out yeah. because her, she's trying to protect herself. Yeah. Or she thinks that that was just they were best friends because of that. I mean. He was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yuck. Yuck. Um, Robin also says that he had a rifle in the trunk of his car, car. And he took it out and shot at her feet once. And she told police, but it didn't matter. She said it didn't matter. None of it mattered. So she had tried. She had tried to get help. And we talked about she that did. before. It just nobody, Everybody nobody failed would listen her. to her. Yep. Digby has something to say. That's Digby. Oh, so then she wonders, why didn't he ever kill me? Yeah. And I wrote in my notes, because he needed to pin shit on you. Mm-hmm. But also, he would have in a heartbeat Yeah, if she hadn't got along with the plan. Yeah. yeah. Yep. She would have been next. She served a purpose. Sure. Yeah. She served a purpose. The only reason that she that Karen was killed is because Karen knew about the Doreen thing. Yeah. And she Robin was knew how to keep her damn mouth shut. And yeah. So that's why she's alive. Mm-hmm. So James asks when she last saw Karen, and she says that it was when they left Karen's foster parents' home on February eighth, the day that she disappeared. And she actually does tear up. Mm-hmm. She said it still haunts her uh, after all this time that she was going to Sonny's house to cheat on Karen that night, mm-hmm. and then she never saw her again. Yeah. Which grain of salt. Yep. Um, so we end with Michelle McPhee, who I think is hilarious. She's yeah, the one that she's, she's the wackadoodle one. Yep. She's yep. not a wackadoodle, but she said Carl. She was said a Carl is a wackadoodle. Yeah. Um, and a whiskey tango, <laughs> a whiskey yeah. tango wackadoodle. That yep. sh- that would have been a good name for the episode. <laughs> that would have been a good name for the episode. <laughs> whiskey yeah. tango wackadoodle. But she says this is a case of who can you believe? Which right. we've said that Honestly, from day one. No, I, I don't really know if there's anybody you can no. fully believe. I know. Maybe Catherine, but she doesn't have any of the information on the no, murders. No, I don't think Catherine's lying about anything. But no. but I think that she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't have information doesn't about the have infor- When it comes to the crimes. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody you can believe 100%. Mm-mm. They're all just too. It's all just too skewed. Yeah. So this woman says that the uh, the D.A., it was in the interest of closure and he didn't necessarily have the interest of justice at heart. So then in January, 2020, Carl is in talks with the innocence project, but mm-hmm. then COVID hit. Yep. And just a little interjection here. They show a video clip of Mike Pence coming on to do a little update on COVID. This is March of 2020. Yep. Of course, when it all right. hit. Right. As we started to shut down. Yep. And he says, we have 43 cases of coronavirus and six Americans have lost their lives. But that, and then this other guy comes on and says, the risk to Americans is low. And it made me so angry. And I looked it up. As of today, 1.06 million people have died. It was six at the time. Mm -hmm. Almost three years ago. Yeah. So this slowed down Carl's progress with the Innocence Mission. I wrote Mission again. With the Innocence Project. <laughs> it's a good band, I'm telling you. Apparently. Uh, uh, 
And the production of the film also was slowed down. Uh, They played part of a conversation between James and Carl. And I was like, oh, no, is Carl? I I didn't know if Carl was even Mm -hmm. still alive. So I'm like, oh, no, is he going to get COVID and die? Um, They show footage of uh, the he who shall not be named. I call him the orange menace. Cheeto face. Um, Talking about how the virus is going to just magically disappear. It's going to be like a miracle. It's just going to disappear. And I really wanted to punch something. I can't listen to him without. So angry. I can't listen to him. Just Uh -uh. hearing his voice. I know. Makes my blood pressure go up. I know. Me too. Carl does get COVID, but he doesn't get sick. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. He has a few symptoms, but not bad. Like he lost his taste and smell. Mm -hmm. So then um, after he gets better and things open up a little, the wheels start turning again. We go back to Michelle McPhee. She says that while Carl... Probably should be in prison for all the things he did as a pimp. He should not be there for Karen's murder when yep. there is no evidence. And it's all based on the word of a liar. Yep. Admittedly a liar. Yes. And he had inadequate counsel. Yeah. And then Detective Sylvia says he believes justice was served. Well, of right. course he right. does. Because otherwise it's his fucking fault. Right. Being the and one that was in charge the of that whole case. Yeah, yeah. He was like the the runner for yeah. it. Like he was the. Yeah. So. I think he was the lead detective. He was. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're in October 2020. Uh, the Committee for Public Council Service, the Innocence <laughs> Project. I put she mission, wrote again. mission again. Yep, I did. Uh, so we're talking to Ira Grant, and he says this whole trial was a mess. Mm-hmm. And then when he looked closer, dug deeper, it was even messier than he thought. He says mm-hmm. there's uh, the evidence that Carl and the filmmakers have uncovered is significant and should be looked at harder. Yeah. And McPhee, or lack of evidence for Carl yeah. because there was none. Right. There was none. Right. Well, I think the evidence he's talking about is the uh, the witness, the kid. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm just reiterating yeah. that there was no evidence there was for really Carl. None. Yeah. There was even evidence proving he could not have been there. Right. There was photographic evidence. Photographic evidence that he was him. at his stepmother's wedding. Well, yeah. That was a Doreen's murder, but still. They, oh, okay. They wanted to, you know. they. I thought that was Karen's murder. I thought it was too at first, but I looked into it a little bit more. He was he oh. was, um, he was, was at his, his stepmom's wedding the night of Doreen's murder. He was oh. at the bars the night of Karen's murder. Oh, he, okay. He also has alibis, for, but they were by drug addicts and so nobody mm-hmm. believes them there's no photographic mm-hmm. evidence mm-hmm. like there was oh, okay Doreen's. I, I think that's why they confused. didn't end up um charging him with Doreen because they knew that he had alibi he had photographic right. evidence it was an alibi that he wasn't there right and so I think oh. that's why they didn't even try him for the Doreen because they knew they were gonna get it him. okay that's I was I confused happened. then yeah that's why I think happened so um Ira explains that uh, Carl has to have new evidence in order to get a new trial. He believes that there is enough. And he says that, um, especially that Robin was forced by the DA to testify, the same thing that she said to the grand jury. And then Ira notes that the police investigation into Barbara's case didn't take, take him seriously enough as a suspect for Doreen's. And And by him, they mean Carl Drew. They didn't Um, take Carl Drew seriously as a suspect for Doreen's murder, right? I think he's talking about Andy because they have to show that if a jury had all the information that is available right now, that they would still convict Carl. And he mm-hmm. points to the fact that Carl's team did not have what they call a third party culprit, which mm-hmm. is who else could anybody it have been? else could it? Yeah. Who could it have been? So if it wasn't Carl, yeah, and it wasn't Robin. Anybody else could have done it. Could it have been? Yeah. Yeah. And they did not even bring up Andy. 
No. And that's, I think, what, what he's referring to when he says they're, they didn't take oh, it seriously. Oh, okay. So um, they it. never pointed to anybody else that might have murdered Karen. And the fact that the filmmakers have uncovered it, that it could have been Andy Maltese, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be enough to get Carl back in court and have his conviction overturned. Mm-hmm. But that is October of 2020, and it still hasn't happened. So I don't know what's going on, but... But the wheels of justice turn slowly. They turn super slowly. They turn super slowly, almost backwards sometimes. Yeah. And then as we talked about before, um, Robin was up for parole in March of 2022, Mm -hmm. and it was denied in October. Yep. Just like Uh, two or three weeks ago. Yep. And then um, the last thing, we we did talk about this, but we didn't say specifically, Trish, who is in this series, who says she was Barbara Raposa's friend, she said she was also friends with... Robin, uh, Robin, Karen, I think. Did she know Karen? I think she knew Karen, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she kind of knew everybody in the circle. She kind of did. I don't think she was a sex worker, but I think she was friends no. with all I these girls. I think she was friends with them. Yeah. I think she might have been friends with them when they were younger, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but anyway, she said uh, at Robin's most recent hearing this year, Trish, I don't know, stood up, whatever, put in a letter, mm-hmm. whatever, however she did it, Dear and Josh. said- and said that Robin is a narcissistic, psychopath, sociopathic liar who, and that, that part was a quote, but then who, far from being the victim of circumstances, relished violence and was actually the ringleader in all three murders. She loved it, DeSoto said. She downplayed Murphy's depiction of Maltese as a pedophile, saying he began a consensual relationship with Raposa when she was 15 or 16 when he was about twice her age. That's not consensual. That's not consensual. She doesn't have the mental you can't capacity consent to consent. Yeah. She, that, that, but, okay. I know. Okay. Okay. And then she says uh, that he, Andy, never hit Raposa, Barbara Raposa, or coerced her. And she sure. said Andy was a mouse as far as I'm concerned. Robin was violent. Andy was a rat. I believe Robin was violent, but I don't yeah. think Andy was a But that's never mouse. been, that's never been a question. No. Robin was violent. We yeah. know that. Yeah. That's that's life not, on the street. You kind of had to be. You had to be. If yeah. you were a sex worker on the street mm-hmm. in the 80s, the mm-hmm. 70s, you got to be violent or you mm-hmm. were dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, this uh So that's how that's, it ends. That's pretty Carl's much the still end. In jail. Yep. Robin's still, still in jail. jail. Yep. You know, nobody nothing has changed. Uh-uh. Robin's still or uh Carl's still convicted. Mm-hmm. Robin's still in jail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these, these, these girls were abandoned. These kids were abandoned yep. and they were, you know, wolves preyed on them. Yeah. Like we talked about before, you know, in the fifties, people stayed married. Right. Dads worked, mom stayed home, took care of the kids for the right. most part. Right. Um, And then when people started divorcing or having children, women would have children without a father around um they have to work Mm -hmm. of course because they don't have any money and so their kids are left to their own devices yeah and so they are not raised by anyone by anyone they're raised by the tv they're raised by they're raised by each other and the the streets streets. yeah yeah yep nobody was protecting them no and it, it, it you know especially like Robin tried. She tried to get help and everybody failed her. Yep. Yep. There's really no winners in this whole. No, there's not. It's a very, very sad 
story. Everybody's all a victim, around. whether they're alive or dead. Everybody's a victim. Yes, it's, you know, even Carl. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. If it, what think about his uh, his the way his dad treated him when he was growing mm-hmm. up. You know, and you know, even being in in prison for forty years on a crime he didn't commit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he was I think twenty five when he was mm-hmm. arrested. Maybe a little bit older when the but trial was finally his- done. Yeah, that that's his like your, life. your whole adult life, pretty much. That's his whole life. So there's if he got out now, he wouldn't even know what to do. What would he do? It 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 reminds me of Shawshank Redemption, mm. where that guy Red gets out of jail mm-hmm. and kills himself yeah. because he is Doesn't so lost. He spent his whole life in jail. Yeah. Carl spent his whole... What skills does he have? He doesn't have a pension. He doesn't have a 401k. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't, yeah. have, he doesn't even have a, a high school diploma. Uh, well, he might. He's supposed to. Well, you know, he they might. Have his GED. But, yeah, he could have. Or he a degree. Could be studying, you know. You That's could, true. You're right. Robin could assume. be too. But, but still, you've. That's your whole life. And and Robin yeah. was only seventeen. So, mm-hmm. dig He's quite upset about this as well. He is. I just even if he gets out now. Yeah. What's not? What's the point? Because obviously, being he'd love know, to be out. I'm sure. But being out is better than being incarcerated. Yeah. But what? it's like those people that are um, – I used to work with a woman whose son was in the military, and he had been in the military since, like, high school. Mm-hmm. And he – she wanted him to get out because it was when um, the uh, 9-11 stuff was going yep. on and that war was starting up. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wanted him to get out, and he didn't want to get out because he was like, I don't know what I would do. Mm-hmm. I get up in the morning. My clothes are here. My shoes are here. I, they tell me when to eat. They tell me mm-hmm. what to wear. They tell me what to do. They tell you what to think almost. Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't have a clue what to do, mm-hmm. which yeah. is really sad to me. Really sad. Yeah. All right. So do you want to tell us what we're doing next week? Yep. So I am um, doing, I believe it's called a Banshee Cry. Ooh which is season two, episode three. I did a random number generator. Excellent. Um, so it aired in 2012. Okay. So we'll I remember see. one with a banshee. Uh, I won't watch it this time. Okay. Digby's not going to sure watch it either. Digby won't. Good. Because if anybody's a blabbermouth, it's <laughs> Digby. Like, gee, Digby, uh, can I diggers. get a word in? And he's like, wah, 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 wah. he probably wants to go outside and run in the snow. He probably does. Gross. All right. So, all we got left is an Alanism. Yes. Alanism. Lay it on me. And <laughs> this, I'm not really sure what this means, but he's, this is, and I don't know what the circumstances were or why he said this, but I have no context. <laughs> nope. But this is, this is the quote. Here comes that cast off in another direction shift of blame. Okay. I thought that was fitting. Yeah. It is perfect for this episode. Yeah. Here comes that cast off in another direction shift of blame. Yep. Very, very fitting. Mm. Digby. <laughs> Digby. Oh, boy. Calm down. Calm down, buddy. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. 
Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the BooPod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.